everybody. Talk about it outdoors. Episode 14, part 2 of the Mayo Tucker Saga. It's about to get underway. I'm Bethany Mayo, live in the Wilson studio with my co-host, the mouth of the South himself, Alex Deboard. Alex, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great, sister. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> Good, how are you? <laughs> that was awesome. Man, that was the best opener we've had so far, and uh, I cannot wait to get this one underway. Little pistol that was just on the mic right there, Bethany Mayo, has been coming on strong with all the lyrics she could put out. She's here tonight with the rest of the crew from the previous episode to go through a few things that transpired over the last season. Have you had fun? Yes, I've had fun so far this season. What about tonight? Have you had fun tonight? <laughs> Calm down. You over there about to shake that chair out. <laughs> She's the um, I mean, tonight's been nervously very exciting. Cause yeah, I'm glad we wrote them notes down. You'd have never gotten all that out from memory. <laughs> Oh, me. She called me the mouth of the South, and I'll take what it is. So we're excited for this episode. As always, we would like to thank everybody for tuning in. And uh, I can't thank you enough for, for all the support y'all have given us over the last couple of days with our apparel drop. Go over to all the platforms. Check it out. If you want to get something, please do. We're going to have some kids stuff coming out soon. Nick, my main man is over here to my right. Are you glad to be here? Yeah, I can't, I can't feel those shoes. I'm having a hard time feeling those I shoes. And she's a, she's a pistol, and we're glad to have her here with us. So her daddy was a son of a gun. So <laughs> Cody's back with us. Mark's back. Cody Watson, Waddy, a.k.a. Shooting Straight host, a.k.a. the Coyote Slayer is over there, and I'm sure he's got some good stuff tuned up for us. But as I said, I appreciate everybody tuning in. And the apparel, it's out there. It's available. Get what you can, and you better get it before this drop is over. This episode is going to be one day away from it being over for the first pre-order. Yep, that's it. So if you want it, I don't know how long it'll be before we'll do another pre-order. So if you hadn't ordered anything, please get over there and get it taken care of. You can get us on Venmo, Cash App. If you need any of that information, you can send it over and uh, or send us a message, and we'll be more than happy to get it to you. Um, after the last episode, I want to, before we introduce everybody that's here, what's a takeaway for you, Nick, that, that we got out of that last episode for the biggest takeaway that you could go with, uh, you know, coming into the second part of this one. Put him on the spot again. Don't you love that? When I do that? every he time. puts me on the spot. Just, um, I don't have kids, but if you have kids, just get them in the outdoors. I would say that was probably the biggest takeaway, and, and and whether you have girls or whether you have boys, just get them in the outdoors if that's what you're into, and don't be scared to, don't be scared to take them out there and just let them have fun and and uh, let them shoot what they want to, um, you know, even if it comes down to even the wire, if, even if it comes down to the last minute, <laughs> let them shoot what they want to, let them enjoy that moment, and you enjoy that moment yourself because that's all that matters at the end of the day. Yep, absolutely. How about you, Cody? Anything that sticks out in your mm. mind from the last episode? It's going to be a lot to follow. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had Gracie on here talking about that amazing deer that she killed. So, Bethany, you going to be able to follow that up? Yes, very much so. <laughs> Confident like her daddy. Confident like her daddy. I've known, right him, for a, I've known him for a long time, but I really figured out tonight how much Cody Mayo likes to talk. Hear himself <laughs> in these headphones. It's a lot. Wow. That, uh, that, that hurts. I, mean, <laughs> I still love you. I was super nervous. I mean, what I'm just as. I'm excited, well, though. I'll tell you, you know what? Drink, drink. 
New Drake game. He's he's he, yeah yeah. Exclamation point. I'm not going to say that word anymore. I already said it once, so that's like the third drink we got. Uh, Mark Tucker in studio. You didn't get to talk much last time. The Mayo crowd took it over. I mean, they they stole the show from you. Yeah, I mean, I, I killed a deer that weekend too, but uh, a lot of work went into it too for everybody else to have fun. So, <laughs> Hit a pump your brakes. Pump your brakes. On the biggest Pope, Pope and Young, young Ooh. Mm-hmm. that we know. Yeah. For the 2021, 2020 season. Yeah. The man, the Mr. myth, the legend. Mr. Mark Tucker. Hey, a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. So. <laughs> call it a blind squirrel or call it skill. You got it done. Hey, yeah. I mean, it happened. So, How many years you been hunting in Illinois, Mark? Um, I think I looked back earlier today because I figured that question was going to come up. Me, me and Cody went, I think it was the January of 2018. He took me up there to Jared's uh, property on a late season. and uh, Pump your brakes. We done got way ahead of ourselves. Whoa, hold on. Wait a minute. We got to put a little shooting you straight in it before we get to that. Sorry, Goodness sorry. gracious alive. What sorry. just we happened? Go back. We, we go got back. to rewind. I know everybody out there loves hey, us some Mark Tucker. We can put the shooting straight towards the end. We can't. It, we can't do it. Cody, okay. Cody okay. Waddy's got to talk. That's the only time I, I might get my mic stole again. <laughs> you don't ever know what's going on. I just had to stand up and go outside for a little while. <laughs> you cold? Yeah, I am. This <laughs> Mayo so. crowd shows up and takes over, don't I they? I know. <laughs> it's an invasion. It's an invasion. <laughs> All right, Shooting You Straight, brought to you by Southeast Wildlife Innovations. Uh, We appreciate the partnership we've got with them. Y'all go over to any local feed stores that's in the area and pick it up. There's going to be a lot more out there in the near future. We got it made up, and uh, we're going to be putting it out big time with the Southeast Wildlife Innovations guys. Chandler Allen, we appreciate that partnership with those guys. Cody, Shooting You Straight, what you got for this week? This week? Hank or Edge. This, is it really this, this week? week? Well, this, this week, episode. This episode, yeah. <laughs> Hank Edge brought up an interesting question asking about how different stand locations get their names, you know. That's and a good one. Uh, is there interesting stand names? And I know you and I kind of briefly touched on this. We've got a couple that we've named over the years the Grassy Knoll, Bear Holler, and, you know, there's quite a few others that we've named and. You, you talk about it in a big group. People are like, what are you talking about? But there's a there's I a can reason. tell you, yeah. If I say the grassy knoll, Cody says, well, I know right where that's at. Mm-hmm. Or, or three deer holler yep, three or, deer. or bear holler. We can go right to those spots, yeah. and we know exactly where the other one's talking about. And maybe it's not so much an identification of a stand in a specific place, but maybe it's a uh, secret. You know, Well, like, it's, a, it's a label on a memory, too, if you think oh, yeah, about it. Absolutely. Because there's a reason that those are named that, and we were both there when they got named. So we know those as more of a memory versus well, just a location. We'll go back to the, the boot. Yeah, I mean, that's what boot. we named yeah. the boot, you know, or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. You get those names, and I can take you back to that spot, exactly. and I can say that's where it's at. You know, the back fence row or, or the holler, the food plot, whatever it is, we know where those are Par- at. So. Paradise. Paradise, yeah. I yeah. mean, we've got certain places that we call, and you immediately know where that's at. So, Mark, you got any uh, fancy stand names or how it got that name? We we had one uh, in South Georgia we called McNasty because I had a deer named that, and uh, I was lucky enough to kill that deer, so uh, that stand became McNasty. But um, yeah, we've had different stands like Dead Pine, just because you know a pine tree was in a food food plot when we come up on it that first year we had it. So just 
uh, either after deer or just interesting things about that uh, that certain stand when we uh, first hung a hung a set on it. Nick, does any stand name that you've got, you know, from your past stick out in your mind from Georgia or Illinois, either one? I mean, I know y'all have got a couple in Illinois that y'all. Yeah, we got we got several in Illinois, but we got I guess uh, probably the most popular name that we had. And for whatever reason, this was before my time. Was it was called Julie's Stand, and uh, and I think a lady used to hunt with my with my dad and them down in Putnam County. But um, we always knew where it was. Anybody could go back that hunted with us that, to that day and tell you where that place was. Um, but we have several in Illinois, and it, it's it doesn't seem like just like Putnam County. We've been out of that we've been out of that property for so long. But like I said, you can you can ask somebody that hunted there, and they can tell you exactly where that location is, and probably show you on a map where that is. So. I think that's always interesting, and, and I'd like to, going off of this, I'd like to maybe, we might make a Facebook post off of this and just have people just tell us their creative names that they've came yeah, up absolutely. with over the years. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be interesting just to see what they have. So, Illinois, I got a, I got a stand I call the Cypress Tree, and um, Brandon's got one he calls the Piss Hole, and a little backstory on that, we went down there to look for a deer one time, and everybody, everybody is just, sorry, Bethany, but everybody was peeing down there, so. Um, I'm sure she's heard that. I'm sure she's heard that before. I mean, her daddy's sitting over beside you, grinning like. And, and, and I think awesome. Brandon brought it up during the uh, sawzall buck on the episode. But how about you, Mayo? Well, I mean, would, would Big Mike not say something about a, a vine stand or something with sawzall? I mean, name that stand the vine stand. I mean, wasn't there some? No, maybe that was the bushwhacker because that's what he did to you, bushwhacks. Y'all that killed that deer. No, we actually call it, we actually call that top of the hill behind the chop shop. So there's an old chop shop down at the bottom of the hill where they used to sell cars out of. So I, love I, I didn't even I didn't even say that, but we just call it <laughs> chop shop. So that's just top of the hill at the chop shop. So. That's, that's good. Awesome. That's a good question, Hank. Yeah, it appreciate was. Thanks, that. Hank. We appreciate you. Appreciate you sticking hey, man, that out. Hey, you got one us. more? What do you got? Uh, yeah. So, uh, funny one is uh, we, <laughs> Chris Goss and I had one in Davisburg Hunting Club called the Armadillo Stand, and the reason we called it that is that in the process of hanging that stand, we got attacked by an armadillo. And I'm not <laughs> making that up. I didn't make a helmet out of him or anything like that. Like we literally, <laughs> we we had a standoff with an armadillo. Well, I got to we be honest with you. The armadillo stand. For, I, I got to be for, honest for with you. I thought you was going. Uh, you was going to say. You know, you saw a possum there. Um, since you called it the armadillo stand, you know, Mister Obvious. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm out. <laughs> See what he does to me. <laughs> this is what we endure every week, week after week. Yeah, yes. but y'all keep coming back for more. As I said earlier, I'm still excited. Just think way back. Ask your. Ask your. Pops or your grandpa. What yeah, what their what their uh what their names were. Maybe an even old coon hunting spot. Yeah. A built stand was my first place I ever hunted. The built stand. That yeah. was it. It was and we had the graveyard or the cemetery is what we called it. I so. mean, just like your house, Alex, everybody knows the holler. Mm-hmm. You say the holler and everybody knows where the holler is. I'm hunting in the holler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows where you're at. And there's so. five thousand hollers between here and there, but <laughs> that right. holler is is the name of it. That's so right. Well, Hank, I appreciate you sending that question over. I know it's been sitting there a minute, but we, we thought it fit right in with this crowd we got in here tonight. They're a rambunctious bunch at best. Cody, where are you going? You going to change your shoes since you and Mark wore the same boots again? <laughs> same boots, same vest, I same jeans. I can't wait jeans. to post these pictures. Y'all are cute. Cute as buttons, I tell you. <laughs> Kill a big deer and he wants to be like me. I don't know. Did y'all call? <laughs> <laughs> He's walking out. <laughs> Bye. Good to see you. <laughs> Oh goodness! It's going to be a fun-filled night. It already has been, and uh, we're we're plenty plenty of uh, uh, stories ahead of us to get into. But 
Nick, you were touching on the you know the the, the story of Mark Tucker himself, and I think we got a little bit ahead of it um, with uh, with getting into Illinois. No, because in part one, Mark actually went through his hunting beginning. So my apologies, Mark, for trying to revert that far back in your memory bank. I know it's hard to remember at this age. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you you know continue where you were at, and uh, I'd apologize for the interruption, but that wouldn't be my style. No, so you good, you good. Now we uh, I guess uh, yeah, getting back to it, I was I think it was January of 2018. Uh, Cody took me up to Illinois for the first time on Jared's property, and um late season it was cold i think that was the coldest we'd ever hunted i think uh, when we was on our way up there we were getting into like negative 10 degrees uh actual temperature um and it it was it was just a bad cold snap my that blowed old georgia boy into into style quick didn't it when when we was crossing creeks and rivers and everything was frozen solid and uh kids were riding their side-by-sides on ponds i knew we was in for something a little different but uh yeah, it took every pair of long handles I had to uh, to try to stay warm, and it still didn't work. We uh, we liked to froze to death, and I actually killed a deer that week. Uh, but uh, it was cold. Uh, but that was my first time. It wasn't really what you would consider an an Illinois hunt for you know November. But uh, Jared kind of had all the crop fields cut out. We didn't see a whole lot of deer, but uh, it was still a good time and. My first time in Illinois, so it was uh, lucky I, enough to kill one. I remember 2018 and 2019. It's probably the coldest two years I've been going up there. Man, it was cold. And and it was a big change from going into this year for the rut. And um, so yeah, just um, so just continue on telling about what what was your first thoughts going to Illinois from Georgia? Well, I, I had you hunted any other state prior to that? I'd hunted Kentucky a few years um, right out of high school, like 2008, 2009. Um, so I kind of had my I I. I hunted the midwest a little bit rifle hunting and stuff like that so i kind of knew what to expect um or at least you thought you did i thought i did yeah yeah we i mean we had some decent hunts in kentucky and seen some good deer and 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 decent numbers but uh it was uh once we crossed into that illinois line it was uh it was different just because you know they don't have the modern firearm season and it just seemed like we seen a lot more deer um hunted up there in 2018 with him that was my first first time up there and then did you kill a deer that year i killed a, a small deer yeah but what, i mean it was i mean it was a was buck. it a spot it was a bug i like mine this year it was camp meat it was definitely camp hey, meat. they make the best memories sometimes. you uh you sit in a tree stand for six eight hours negative degrees you're you gonna shoot the first thing that comes walking through i guarantee you that but uh but then uh i i, I got a kentucky lease after we're interrupting that. him mayo let him tell the story golly got he's a, trying to figure out what I'm they're gonna to, wear tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh got into a kentucky lease after that and uh, big property few guys thought really thought we had a sweet spot but they just didn't have the deer numbers like i don't know if that place got hit with ehd or what but we didn't see a whole lot of deer um that year and then i really started last year which would have been the 2009 or yeah 2019 season uh put all my eggs in the illinois basket and went up there with chris and cody and really started hunting up there so um now, did you – so, you, you go to Illinois in 2018. It's a miserable year. Yeah. 2019. But, but it went late season, right? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, late season. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting a whole lot because I knew it was cold. I mean, and, and he's a, he's a straight-up farmer. He's not leaving crops in the field for deer. He's not a – I mean, he cut everything. So, we was just hunting whatever little food, food source we could find. Um, so, you come back to Georgia for 2019, 
And uh, I guess not having the full effect of the Illinois trip, you're going into it with the same mentalities you always have in the past with you hunting in Georgia. Yeah. You hadn't really yeah. changed that much for not you. Not a lot. So 2019, you, you spent a little time in Georgia hunting, and you go to Illinois. Yeah, well, I went to Illinois in 2019. Um, November? Uh, I think we – yeah, my first trip was 1st of November. We went up there for a long weekend. Well, we went. It went early season. That 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 was the whole the year that we tried to zone in on Kentucky and, and yeah. decided that that that, that was not our yeah. not our playbook. You know Time to I mean? pump your brakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. um, and then I think we I, th- I think my first trip I got to make up there was early uh, early November. Um, went up there for a long weekend and. Well, we had hung. I think it didn't. Didn't you make that trip up there and hang cameras with me when we checked some stands yeah, we, we, and adjusted? Yeah, you, we did go up there and and, and kind of picked out some yeah, spots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hung some stands and uh, cameras and everything, but uh, didn't have a whole lot. Uh, didn't have a whole lot of experience with the property and anything. But um, I guess my first true Illinois hunt was was the first of November. Cody put me in a set that he had had some luck at, and um, I think he'd actually we went up there for a long weekend. He killed a, he killed a pretty good buck that weekend, and I got in there and got to hunt after the fact of him killing tag putting his tag on one. And uh, first first morning set, I think I had. I think it was seven different bucks chasing one doe, and that's when I knew, man, this was a this was a different this was a different world up here. The real deal. The real deal. Heard ever ever sound a deer could make those bleating bucks grunting, snort wheezing, trying to fight, and uh, yeah, I, that's the first time I was like, yeah, this is this is where it's at. So you go into that, and you know, hunting in Georgia, you may go. I know for me, <clears throat> I've spent an entire you know lifetime hunting here and never seen bucks fight. Never seen deer grunt. Never seen those actions that you always hear about on hunting shows or everything else. What was your first impression? I mean, it blows your mind, oh, does yeah. it not? It, it was. I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't know which way to look. I had my bow in one hand, and I was just a head on a swivel because every deer that come out, there was a new buck, you know, showing up in this field. And I didn't know what to think. I mean, I think at, at the, that time I'd heard maybe one or two deer grunt in Georgia in my entire life, and here I have mm-hmm. seven bucks, you know, grunting, fighting, snort wheezing, trying to chase this one doe. So, um yeah, to say the least, I was excited. I didn't want nothing. You get me fired up. Drink. <laughs> excited. Excited. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what nothing really to shoot. Um, I made some decent, a decent eight point. You know, but it was it was definitely just get to get the blood flowing, and you knew, uh, you knew it was, at any moment it could happen because you you was you was on top of them and uh, and and they was just it was it was it was wild. It was it was best probably one of the best hunts I've ever had where I didn't actually put my tag on a deer. So. Well, and I know when you go into that, you see that moment for the first time. I'll I'll remember, you know, back to my first trip to Illinois prior to that, Cody, I had talked to him, you know, his first trip up there the year before when he went without me, and we won't go into that, but um, <laughs> he gets up there and he calls me and he tells me, you know, I'm seeing fighting, I'm seeing grunting, I'm seeing – and, you know, here I am thinking, yeah, right, you, you're, you know, you're back at camp watching TV and – yeah, see I mean, what he thinks about me. Well, I learned real quick, like not to doubt my old part. Oh, yeah, yeah, same here. So I heard a bunch of tales from him, and uh, I guess uh, I'll give a little shout out to the owner of our company, Chris. He's the one that uh, let me have time off work and go up there with them and share share deer camp with them. But uh, but yeah, hearing the stories of them coming back, talking about all the deer they're seeing and all the all the activity they see, and uh, I was I was really. Uh, surprised to actually actually lay eyes on deer and see how they act in in different states versus what you uh, see here in georgia so 2020 2020 
Um, the rewind. Yeah, the, the replay. Uh, we, I guess, backing up a little bit. I hunted, I hunted that long weekend, seen all that, and then 2019 spent a uh, five or six days up there. Didn't didn't have anything. Uh, seen some deer. I probably should have shot, but just was waiting on that that true giant that uh, everybody talks about. And come home, uh, kind of like Nick tag soup, I guess. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> that's the second. It happens to the best of us, but uh, us. and uh, hey, I, I eat it. I hey, told him I, to shoot. Twenty nineteen. Guess what? Oh, Alex was sharing a bowl with you. Yeah, yeah. So, so I can't say yeah. much. I'd I'd want want, but that's a little. Bit no, but he passed. The thing is, though, he he. Also, that's what I was about he to ask. Passed on at least yeah two or three a hundred yeah I mean one thirties hundred forty inch deer. I did. I, I I picked the phone up too many times and videoed too many deer that I probably should have shot. Probably, I mean, beat anything. I did killed you do that because you wanted? Did you do that because you wanted to? You felt like that. A, a little Did you bit. Feel like but you got a lot of pressure I, on your back I, I li- going with the guys that you went with. Yeah, because yeah. Of the, the going with such killed. a master like Cody. Look, no, yeah. look, I know. look, yeah. look I, I know they have killed good deer. Him and Chris both. Exactly. And they have they have killed some amazing deer. And did you feel like that you had to set your bar? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, that that was a big part of it. Chris had kind of already told me that, uh, you know, to get up in that one fifty type range, you know, it needed to be a big ten point. To, to, to draw back on and seen a bunch of a lot of a uh, lot of eight points you know mid 130s deer and biggest deer i got on the wall today it's like 118 inch deer i killed in south georgia so i let deer walk that was that, you unsure of how like having to measure a deer in the woods like that with a, a, with a bow a little bit a little bit it's an I mean, intimidation factor. yeah and, and i won't i mean jared he's a he's a a1 guy but i mean he likes to he'll he'll, he'll get you riled up and rise you a little bit if you bring in a deer that that he's not that he that i mean he's got some big deer on the wall and he'll give you he'll give you a little bit of uh Crap, about, yeah, crap about you know killing a smaller deer. So I, I didn't want to be that guy that brought in a, a deer that that he would give you a little bit. But I mean, in hindsight, but that, that's a good thing that he's doing that yeah, for you yeah. guys, though, and that gives you the opportunity to go after something each time. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, he 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 takes pride in what we kill, just like it was his own. So, um, but uh, but yeah, I, I probably should have shot some deer, but there again, kind of wait until the last minute, and then it didn't happen. So come back home uh, without a deer for the for the twenty nineteen season. So, so going into 2019, kind of like me for this year, when did you guys start running cameras for 2020? Well, we went up, I think it was uh, Labor Day weekend. We we The year before, we had went up there and had an absolute blast with Jared. He's a um, – he, he, and that, I, I hate to keep backing up, but 2019, he took us on a ride on full weathers, and I think we seen – 150, 200 deer driving fields, and I was like, "Man, this is just out of this world." After so, after season? No, this was this was before the 2019 season. Oh, okay. we were setting up cameras, but uh, so we we made the plan right then and there. We're coming back Labor Day weekend, same weekend, 2020. We're gonna go up there, hang out with Jared, ride the farms, get out with cameras, and uh, and try to get inventory on what we was gonna try to chase this year. So we did that. Um, went up there, hung out with Jared, got cameras set up in different spots. Uh, you know, we, we got that lease. We wanted to check it out. We kind of got it sight unseen, so we wanted to check it out and get some cameras set up. So, but Before you go too far, why, why why did you guys not go up before Labor Day and start running cameras? We – well, just mainly just work. Um, and, opportunity and that, didn't really – Yeah, keep, opportunity. Went, and and we had done it last year. The year before, we had done it. Did you feel like that you should have been up there earlier, like maybe August, uh, June, July? I mean, it, it, it probably wouldn't have hurt um, – because Jared, Jared was already sending some pictures of some deer he had on the fields uh, to us, keeping us interested. So, I mean, it probably wouldn't hurt. But like I said, we we just kind of fell in the 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 fact of um, we'd done done it. Had such a good time the year before. It's starting to get cooler a little bit. We we could ride those fields and see them deer. 
So we wanted to just get up there, you know, long weekend type thing. Right, right, right. Mayo, y'all get up there shed hunting any? Well, yeah, so we're actually going to turn over a new leaf this year and try to get up there. I mean, it, back to Jason Lewis. I mean, shout out. <laughs> shout out to shout Jason out, Lewis. Yeah. Killed it, absolutely. Um, I need to call that cat and actually figure out the week, like the, you know, within the couple few days, weeks that he goes. Um, we're going to try to get up there and try, and do some of that, uh, you know, shed, absolutely shed hunting, but but try to get into some of those those thickets and some of those bedding areas and, and see what it looks like during that winter stage before, you know, right. foliage starts coming back on trees, all that good stuff. So, I, I you know, def, definitely try to bust it up a, more than just rolling in on Labor Day weekend right, right. like we've traditionally have the past few years. Yeah. But there's – go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying we, we've been trying to – we've been kicking around the idea of planning a turkey hunting trip up there just for that main reason. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, now, I, you know, I bought a chocolate lab, what uh, – Gus is a little bit over. He's a year and a half. I mean, year and three months, something like that. So I mean, been trying to work with him, trying to train him up to to be a shed dog. I mean, it's been a it's been a long road. I don't want to brag on him yet, but it's the first first go around that we're gonna drag him up there. Probably late February, early yeah, March, early something March, like right. that. Shed hunting in the Midwest though is not. People look at it as you know, kind of cliche. If you find a uh, a shed in Georgia. Shed hunting the Midwest, that's a ga- it, it is hunting oh, yeah. to them. There's Absolutely. people that do not deer hunt that go and find deer sheds. They they look for them yeah, and they I think a lot of those guys like to hunt shed hunt more than they like to deer well, hunt. They do because and, and some of them are, you know, not even hunters, they're just outdoorsmen that go out and they they use that as an opportunity to find those sheds cuz there's you know a market it, for it. You know what it costs to replace one of those combine tires if you uh, <laughs> run yeah. a shed through uh, it? That's the guys on the street, that, that, yeah. that is. I mean our farmer, he he hates them because of that yeah, reason. Yeah, so. I can see that. I can see that. But yeah, I mean, like I said, we, we obviously this year we want to get back up there as soon as we can to get in them uh, now that the foliage is off and see where those deer trails are at for, for next year. It's a lot easier bump going in those areas and yeah. bumping those deer out now. Yeah, not to worry about ticks <laughs> yeah, yeah. and yeah. everything else. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, and that's, you know, that's one of the things that, that a lot of us have, have, have expanded our, you know, hope on or whatever it may be to get up there. Unfortunately, we don't necessarily get to go like that with work, as you said, you know, in family events. I mean, you know, it's hard to get away sometimes, but so you, you're there Labor Day. Yep. Hanging cameras. First take for 2020. Yeah, we, uh, we got, we, we won't lie. I mean, we got, we got a little disheartened, you know, of course, you're so excited for the season start. You, you, every time you phone pings, you're looking at a, looking at a picture and a lot of those younger bucks and, and, Honestly, we were getting a little disheartened, but, you know, Chris and Cody going up there as much as they had, they'd already told me, you know, it's don't don't trust what them cameras necessarily tell you early season. It, it It's going to happen, you know. that They only tell what's in that, you know, 20-foot area in front of that camera. So, um, we was hoping to get on a big deer just to get excited. But, I mean, you know, going up there, we was already excited. Um, didn't have a whole lot on camera till I guess, maybe – I started getting some pictures of that the deer that I that, that that Cody was referencing with Gracie's hunt and um but nothing like a true a true giant, you know, something upper one fifties till I guess first of late sep late September, first of October. Yeah, I mean um, yeah, three weeks before youth weekend. Three weeks like before three, youth weekend. A yep. couple of weeks before opening weekend of, of Illinois yeah. deer season. And that was kind of the plan to go up there Labor Day and then, you know, give the cameras a month and we knew we were going up for for um Youth hang, weekend, hang them on a trail, just yeah, on a trail stuff. Uh, yeah. Why? Why do you think they didn't show up until then? You think because of the the crop started turning? You think because 
the, I, m- the moon. Yeah, I mean, and I think a lot of it has to do with just, um, you know, they've got so much to eat up there. It's hard to pinch them down to know exactly where they're right. coming out. Because every that time. camera's only seeing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, you go off history and hoping they're they're going to come out in that that corner of that field or this or that. But you know, it's not always the the case. We actually had a spot where we thought we was sure enough going to catch them coming through a through a old cattle gate crossing and. uh out of all the places we thought we was going to sure enough get one, that was it. And is uh, those deer almost had like a six sense. They would they would they would skirt the camera. We could catch very gl- you know little glimpses on the far left or right side of it, and you just catch a glimpse of an antler. It's crazy. A, you ever had, really you ever tried to hang a, a trail camera on a corn stalk? Ah, uh, no. Well, you ain't going <laughs> you to because that's to. where those deer are bedding yeah, that time. Yeah, exactly. They're piling well, up in the middle of those fields. To, to, to your bedding. point, that's what I was about to say. So you're, we're, we're sitting here trying to hang cameras on, or at least out of, you know five six out of the eight ten that we're hanging. We're trying to hang them on on a trail or whatever it may be that backs up to a crop field. Well, I mean, especially when it comes to corn, not so much soybeans or, or milo, but when it comes to corn, those deer live in that. Yeah, they, they don't. don't they, they're bedding in that. They're living in that. It's not that they're they're coming in out of. They they live in that for, for I mean I don't know months mm, out of the yeah. out of the season. Well, as a as a buffet connoisseur like yourself, you want to you want to bed up close There's to your third food, don't you? Joke of the- it's usually on me, so thank God you're here. <laughs> Good thing y'all ain't in camp right. together, you and, you like and a, Wilson. It's like a double XL side. Why, right why Cody? <laughs> Imagine that food bill. Watson got mad because I spoke too much earlier and uh, stole my mic. <laughs> kicked him off. His mic. Kicked him off his mic. <laughs> Breathed all over it. <laughs> anyway, Mark, you know, you know I, I keep we keep jumping around. I know we're, we're going to get into your deer story, but talking about trail cameras, did you guys put those trail cameras up high? Going back to like Jason, Mr. Jason Lewis said. <laughs> no, that was that was a, that was a we're pretty going good. To. Yeah, yeah, that's something we're going to try to. Now we, I mean, me being a George hunting, you just try to find a trail. Uh, or, you do, don't yeah, you? You, you don't to, think you try, about yeah, that. You don't really don't. But uh, but yeah, I mean, we 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 were just going off what knowledge we had, and uh, I will say this though: the the one spot that that you know we actually ended up getting the picture of this deer on, going back to sheds, uh, we found a shed literally. <laughs> Ten steps from where we hung a camera that we ended up catching. Yeah, literally, the, I was the putting the, I was putting the camera yeah. on the tree, and Mark was like, "Oh my god!" You know, yeah. here's a, I mean, it's a hundred and I don't know, hundred ten, hundred twenty inch, yeah. uh, ten point shed. You know, one side of it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, well, this is a solid spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this might be a good spot. Makes you think that, that yeah, obviously, a deer was there late season. Maybe he he might still be around in in that neck of the woods. So, so as most of those trail cameras you guys are putting out, are they on hunting hunting places? Places you're going to hunt, are they on bedding area? I think we tried to keep most of them close to where we was going to hunt. You know, try to keep it around those stand locations. Um, we didn't. You think that bothers the bigger bucks? It, it may. I mean, it. I say that, but the the, the deer we, that that I actually ended up killing, it was close to a thick bedding area. It's kind of a transition line of a thick, thick bedding area and an oak flat. Um, history proved that there's a lot of big deer in there. So sticking with the camera theme, I, I want to ask uh, the little bit to you right there. So tell me, do you do you like to look at those pictures on Dad's phone when he gets them and stuff? I mean, like I look at it and I think, wow, those are like huge. <laughs> like my compared to my deer, I was like, dang, he must spend a lot of time doing that. <laughs> So do you when the, when that phone goes off? Do you run, Dad? What's on there now? I want to see it. Yeah. So a lot of times he's when he's looking at his camera, I want to be right there and like see how big the deer are. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I know my kids, they're like, what's on the camera lately? They want to mm-hmm. see that, and I know yours do too, Cody. They want to see what's going on with that. So, so y'all watch the cameras, you know, going into uh, going into the, you know, I guess the beginning of season because October 1st is the opener. Yeah. So you've watched cameras up until that point. When did you first get a picture of the deer that you, you know, ended up taking? It, it, it got a cold that, – that opening weekend, I think Illinois had a cold snap. First bunch of deer eight. hit the dirt that weekend well, I, too. It got really cold, and I want to say it was like that third or fourth of October. Um, it's actually on it's actually on my, Chris's camera. Um, he got it on on camera first. Uh, didn't honestly, we didn't think the deer was as big as it was. We knew it was a good deer, but it, there again, I mean, we only kept getting the eight point the the, the eight point side so, of it. So y'all never had full velvet of that deer you killed? <laughs> no, I don't. No. I don't think so. And by this time that you had this deer, how many? Shooters, did you feel like you guys had on camera? I'd say probably three or four. We felt like we're we're deer we would be willing to 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 take. But but this camera in particular, like it it was literally set up on on a transition. I mean, as Mark said, it was like a transition line between a huntable area and a and a and a and a, and a bedding area, and, and we just chose a spot. I mean, it wasn't sitting over bait. I say bait. It wasn't sitting over a corn pile or over you know some kind of protein sand or anything like that. I mean, it was literally sitting on a trail. So. The fact he showed up when he did, and I mean, granted, he was what probably thirty yards. I mean, the yeah, camera snapped yeah. a picture of him, but he was probably 30, 40 yards off. Yeah, and a little snippet about uh, two weeks. So, we, so it was hard. It was really hard to judge him. I mean, the, the first picture of him, it was like, yes, he's a shooter. But did we ever imagine that he was what he was? Yeah. Probably not. Really. Yeah. And we we had that 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 camera positioned kind of on a blowdown, an old tree that blow down, and kind of funnel. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. When you at the time we kind of put it up because it was hot and we was ready to get back on the road but i mean it all worked out because it it, it actually kind of funneled those deer to walk that path that, that we started getting pictures of them on but realistically going into you know y'all's first trip up there which was the first trip hunting um was what weekend it was that was the youth weekend that gracie killed hers it was the second weekend in october so the second weekend of october you're going into that hunt with the mindset you're probably not going to see that deer, the the big one though. No, no, you had no idea that you were going to get that deer in front all. of you. We uh, we I I told them 100. percent I was going up there to kill a doe. I wanted to kill a doe. Um, I wanted to get we we were going up there to work really to get some stands set on that new piece we had hang stands for our our week long you know rut hunt in the first of November. Um, and I will I, I Bethany, I'll give her a little shout out because uh, she was supposed to go with us and the. The the deal was, uh, Chris was going to hunt with one, and Cody was going to hunt with one because they had to be with a with an adult. So, um, she kind of backed out last minute, which allowed Chris to hunt. And uh, he was getting his picture of this deer on camera, daylighting, morning, afternoon, and uh, that gave him a chance to uh, to go in there after him and kind of, which ended up helping me. Later on, hold later on, on. Hold on. Well, don't yeah, get there to, yet. To bring, that story, to bring that story full circle. This camera that we hung was was, was Chris's spot. Uh, yeah, Chris's spot. Another guy that you know, another one that we hunt with. He wanted us to hang this camera in this spot that he had had some success, or or at least some sightings of some good deer over the you know the past. Chris and I've been up. I think this is my eighth year. Chris is like ninth, tenth year. So so we Mark and I literally Labor Day weekend rolled in, hung this camera in a spot that he wanted, and this is where that deer showed up at. Yeah, yeah. So you fast forward, Mark's going up there. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm going Literally up there. hunting, going just to hang out. Hang, hang out, deer camp, kill a doe, and, and that was my that was my only reason for going up there. So Friday, you're there 
y'all get up on Friday, right? Yeah, we got up there. We got up there Thursday, Thursday night, yeah. Friday morning. Go in. Um, I will give Cody props. He he let me hunt out of a stand that he's had a lot of luck out of. Uh, Friday morning, you know, probably shouldn't have been hunting mornings early season, but it was a it was it was it's hard not to. Right? It's hard not to come to Georgia. Yeah, so many days. And, and and it was getting hot that weekend too, so we knew that the mornings was actually going to be somewhat bearable as far as hunting. Um, got up there, you know, seen some does. Actually, was able to uh, to kill a big nanny. Um, you shot a doe on Friday. Friday morning. Yep. Killed it. Killed a doe Friday morning. Um, found her. Got her back out. Uh, and then yeah, I was at that point. I was trying to stay out of everybody else's way. There's a, you know there's pre hung sets for for double ladders for these kids. Shotgun sets for people that come up for a shotgun hunt. So I was just trying to stay out of everybody's way from that point. Didn't want to take up an area that the that the girls or uh, Chris's boys might be able to hunt out of. So I was just you know. My my mission was accomplished. I was going to hang some stands and just kind of stay out of everybody's way. Um, and then Friday afternoon, after we got it got it got it skinned out and everything, I was asking them where we needed to go hunt and a little hey, bit. You talking, you talking about Chris and Chris and Cody and just yeah. trying trying to put a game plan. Chris had hunted that deer. What was Jared saying at this time? I, I mean, was he, was he harvesting? Uh, I, yeah, he was. He was. Uh, he yeah. He actually yeah. He had let let Gracie drive the combine uh, really? earlier that day. Yeah, yeah there's some solid videos she, of Gracie combine. She, she got up there. And, what he and, and and when I say that he 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 put her behind the wheel and he was standing up on top of it. Letting and her, farmers uh, are always looking you, for help. You, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Got you a new job, don't you? <laughs> yeah. So uh, just just shooting with you know shooting the breeze with him, trying to figure out what I was going to hunt. Chris had hunted hunted that big deer because like I said, he was daylighting three days before we got up there consistently every day. He was getting pictures of that deer. Um, and he seen a couple of smaller bucks that he had been getting on camera Friday morning, um, Friday afternoon. I was like, I don't, I don't want to get in anybody's way. Where should I go? And going on a little bit of history, I'd seen a decent deer chasing a deer, uh, a doe. Uh, we call it brother stand. It's Jared's brother's piece of property. Um, they said, why don't you go in there and just hang a stand on brother's piece? And I said, okay. And Chris, he, uh, he didn't want to go in after that deer again that afternoon. Cause it was just so hot. I mean, it was getting up in the nineties, I think eight upper eighties, low nineties. So I toted a a stand back in there, a lock on and sweated. Got found a tree on a trail, a little bit of sign that I thought, you know, my, my and it kind of where the where the thick underbrush kind of backed up against some open open timber. I just tried to. You were uh, near a creek. Yeah, near a creek on some edge is uh, you know everybody talks about edge, and I was just trying to find in in that open woods areas. I was trying to find where some thick uh, thick cover met the open timber. How far off the. Crop fields were you? There, there actually wasn't any crop fields around to be oh, honest really? with you. No, oh, no. And uh, it, it, but it'd been hot and got dry. They hadn't had rain up there in a long time. Um, and and there was some water probably thirty yards in front of me, um, where I set up at and sweating. I and got the got the stand hung. Didn't really like where it was at. And I had a I had a limb on my right side that I I wanted to saw down. But by this time it was getting within probably an hour and a half before dark, and I was sweating. I wanted to get set down, and get still. And, I was like, well, I, I, I guess I better go ahead and saw this limb down, and it comes to play in a little bit later in the story. But went ahead and said, I've already made this much noise. I'm going to go ahead and, go ahead and saw it down, sawed it down. Um, and right before dark, I seen two bucks. They come out. They just popped out in front of me at the water. Like There was one watering hole in this creek because the creek, had it wasn't flowing. It was just pretty much dry. And there was a couple watering holes. So I looked down. Um, two bucks was at that watering hole uh, getting them a drink, and – Chris, Chris had hunted another stand on that same piece of property, and we got back to the truck that evening and was talking about what we saw, and I told him I'd seen two bucks. Well, 
Come to find out, they were the same two bucks that Chris had seen that morning on Friday morning where he was hunting that big deer. And I was like, well, that's pretty cool. You know, maybe those deer are traveling. I mean, straight line distance, probably four or 500 yards um, where they were at. And I was like, well, there's a chance that that deer could, you know, this may be his only watering hole within within the, the area. So um, kind of. Is that kind of what you base it off of, just water more than? I th- I, well, uh, a little bit of both. I mean, I think it was water in that edge. Was there acorn trees in there? A lot, yeah, oaks. There was a few, but it, it's really thick. Probably a hundred and fifty yards in front of me. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot most, of. Most, I'm 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 just saying this because most people go to the Midwest. Their first thing is let's get on this crop yeah, field. Yeah, yeah, get on the edge. Let's, yeah, let's get creek bed. Yeah, and I, I I just dove off into this timber. I could get in there pretty quiet. He's got some trails beat out um, down through there where he could get in there kind of quiet. Um, but there's a you know acorns and, and and a little bit of water there was kind of what what drove me. Um, but as far as you know what as a as a crop field, I don't think there was a crop field within. Probably three, four hundred yards. I mean, you know. Uh, so, seeing those two bucks, you know, I was I was glad to see them. That you know, made myself uh, feel pretty good that I might be in a decent location. Um, this was rolling into Saturday morning. Um, same deal, hot, muggy. Didn't really even want to go, but um, went. Didn't didn't know where to go. They there again talking to Cody and Chris. They said, "Well, you've seen some deer. Just might as well go back and just stay out of everybody's way." So I. That's what I did. Get out of the way. Get yeah, out of yeah, the way. Man. But, but, it's so, I mean, that's but mean, Cody, you told him to stay out of the way? Yeah, just I get didn't out say of stay out of the way. I mean, I, I probably Move, did. Move, Mark, get out the yeah, way. Because what happened, I mean, yeah. definitely. I mean, I'm kidding. So, you've got a primary, what we would consider that deer's primary bedding area in this hardwood transition area that we've got this camera hanging that we're getting pictures of this deer. He's a big nine. Let me but, just yeah. go ahead and throw it out there. He's a big nine, and we're all – Pretty much all of us said, you know, he's a 160-inch deer. He's a 160-inch deer. We finally got a picture of him. We finally got a solid picture of him. So, you roll through, and, I mean, God knows everybody can't – everybody's listening can't see this GPS map that we could look at, but you roll through 400, 500 – I mean, it was more than that. It was 600 yards. But it was a continuous block of timber, and, I mean, it wasn't – Yeah, it was a huge block of timber, and then Mark ends up setting up on what would be the – what we think is secondary bedding, and it kind of suits the story. So yeah. what mapping system were y'all using for? I mean, hunt stand, hunt stand, we, we hands hunt stand. down. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah I, I, like I said, going into it, I won't, I won't lie to you and say I knew exactly what this deer was doing. I didn't, but playing it back, I think what 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 Cody said was right. I think it was there was secondary bedding area close to water. So we're, go ahead, I'm Paul. Oh, sorry. So where, where we was getting the picture was just wild. I mean, thick backing up to oak flat. So I think that deer was bedding in that thicket, feeding in them oaks. But there wasn't any water within, you know, three, four hundred yards. Um, so you're on Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Four daylight. You get in, get set up quick. Get it, get in, get set up. Um, I won't. I, I, we was actually, you know, it was a, it was a vacation, but we was also working. We, we, I was working on my phone trying to get some guys going of a morning. Um, like I said, my my thought was I, I've already, uh, I've already put a tag on a dose. So I'm I'm good. But but it was also a set. I mean, to, to rewind, it was a set that you had literally that Friday. I mean, rewind right, yeah. to that Friday evening when five, he was talking about yeah, not knowing where to go. He literally went through a lock on in a tree in a spot that we thought was hot, and it backed up to that primary bedding, and it was in between the primary and secondary bedding that we thought yeah. by pure accident. Um, and he he hangs this lock on, and you know there he's sitting Saturday morning. Yeah, I mean, I, I set it up for mainly for for our rut hunt in, in the first November, but 
wasn't paying a whole lot of attention. I mean, I was I was texting. I won't lie. I wasn't I wasn't super in the zone because it was seventy degrees hot. But I did before daylight. I did hear a deer walking. I could tell it was a deer. You know, it wasn't a squirrel. It was loud. But I could tell it was a it was a steady trot walk um, out in front of me. And it was just breaking daylight enough where I tried to get my binoculars up to tell what it was. Uh, but didn't but didn't see the deer. Couldn't tell what it was. Um, watched the watering hole to see if it was going to come down there and drink drink some water, and uh, it never did. But uh, I guess maybe maybe an hour passed after after first light, maybe forty five minutes, something like that. I think it was like around seven twenty. I can't remember what time it got daylight. Um, Here's some leaves rustling. Look down in, in the creek, and Chris and Cody had always told me when you see a shooter, you'll know, and and I, you won't have to question it. And just the sheer body size of the deer when it dove off in the dry creek bed, I knew it was a big deer, like bigger than anything I'd ever laid eyes on up there to that point, Kentucky, Illinois. When his horns make his body look small, it's yeah, time yeah, to get ready. Yeah, so I uh, I couldn't see his horns when he first stepped in the creek, and he, he cleared one branch, and I threw my binoculars up, and I could see that he had – I mean, he looked like he's a foot and a half out each side of its ears, and I knew – I didn't pick my binoculars up after that. I was like, that's, that's, a, that's a big deer. I didn't know what deer it was. I wasn't certain that it was the deer that we had on camera, but I just knew it was a big deer. Um, so – from that point, just trying to get get in the mode of, of where that deer's going to walk. And I had kind of positioned myself. I thought everything was going to come out of the thicket to my left. Well, this deer come in to the more open timber on my right, which goes back to that limb I decided to saw down at the last minute was on my right-hand side, which would have been – I wanted to keep it for cover. And, and being a being a, a right-hand bow shooter, I was going to shoot off to my left. So I really wasn't planning on swinging back to my right. And uh, he cleared the, cleared, cleared the branch. I seen he had a, a – a, a big set of horns and I was like well that's bigger than anything I've seen so far and after the year before I was like well you know I was well, thinking yeah, maybe was maybe saying, not yeah. I don't you know, know. Yeah. by this time he's listen he's playing it cool for y'all right now his knees is beating yeah. the brakes yeah. off yeah. of that lock and, and he's, I've and, got the message conversation yeah, yeah. He, he's 60 yards when I first see him so he was on me um grab my bow and he he starts up the creek on the on the on the creek side that I'm on up the ridge, um, hits a trail and I'm like this is going to happen. I didn't even have time. I, I shoot a single pin. I didn't have time to adjust my sight. I had it set on, I had it set on twenty, thinking that my shots were going to be close in that thick area. Um, and I, I grabbed my rangefinder, range a tree where I thought he was going to come at. Um, it, it clicked thirty, and by the time I dropped my rangefinder, he was at thirty in in my opening, and. Uh, I give him the old meh. He stopped, <laughs> turned, and looked. And by that time, I was at full draw. And when he really turned his head and I got a good look at them antlers, I was like, yep, this is this is a deer. Um, held high because I, I, I did remember the last minute that my, my pin was stuck on 20 mm-hmm. instead of 30. So I aimed a little high. Uh, I didn't put the best shot on him. But uh, yep. it, 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 it looked like it was it was in the in the shoulder area. Deer tur- turned around, tore off, and, and ran off. And I don't know about y'all, but uh, – I think I stared a, a hole in the base of that tree he was standing at for about twenty minutes, wanting to see blood, um, trying to you know trying to figure out if I hit him. I, he tore off and it, it was so dry it wouldn't. It was real crunchy, and I was like, I don't know. If, Sound like a bulldozer yeah, going yeah, back and, through and the Yeah, yeah. And I heard limbs slapping, and then it, it just went silent. Um, and then I got a little bit scared. I didn't hear what I what a normal crash what I thought I was going to hear. Um, waited about I don't know five. Well, I. I I sent a text. We had a group of everybody up there, and I told them, I said, boys, I don't know what I've shot, but I shot a horse because it looked as big as a as a Clydesdale coming through the woods. So um, I got down, 
Probably earlier than I should. I, went, I just wanted to make sure I made contact with the deer. I couldn't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. No. I just wanted to, I, I was like, I just got to know if I hit the deer. So I got down, um, walked over there, found the air and found blood where, where he was standing. Um, and uh, I was like, well, you, you've hit it. I don't know how good, but but I knew I'd hit it. Um, got back up in the stand. And of course, the text message started flowing. Um, and then and then I got a phone call. My phone started ringing. Um no, I, I guess that was a later on in the story, but uh, so I, I guess I waited about thirty minutes. Um, got down, started started to uh, uh, trail the deer um, across the creek. I, I was, wasn't following great blood, but uh, decent blood. I wasn't having to look too hard, and I got to a spot where where there was a kind of a a road bed that uh, that his brother had cleared out, and I just looked up, and uh, I guess at that point it was probably seventy yards from me. All I could see was. Was a was a big body and I set a horn laying up. Looked like he's standing three foot off the ground. Yeah, um, and that's the picture you actually sent. Uh, um, Mayo yeah. had sent me a picture, uh, or no, you sent it to Nick, and Nick had sent me that picture. Cody and I were actually coyote hunting that morning. We were stopping and getting us a biscuit on the way to another stand, and when we saw that picture, it holy, was like, yeah. it yeah. was yeah. it was hot. I mean, we were like. Oh, I, I, because Nick yeah, called. Nick yeah. called, and he said Mark Tucker has just smoked a stud. Yes, I mean, I, a a Mac Daddy in in Illinois. Level, yeah, and and I, I got down there to it, and like I said, boys, I I've killed a hundred and eighteen inch eight point in South Georgia. So when I walked up on this deer, I didn't know what to do, but uh, I think I played air guitar like Jimi Hendrix for about thirty <laughs> minutes. I was just <laughs> and uh, every, everybody I know is all. Is in the woods. It's it's uh, it's deer season. So, Cody's with Gracie. I couldn't call him. Chris um, was in the woods, but I did send him a text and say, "Man, I hate it, but uh, I've killed you nine points." He was actually in that hunting that morning. Um, call, and, and everybody, everybody was hunting. I didn't have anybody to call. I called my wife. Told her I'd killed the biggest deer in my life. Called a couple of buddies and. I was just having a party there by myself in the woods. It was, it Some, was sometimes it, it's <laughs> yeah. sometimes you got a party yeah. by yourself. Yeah. It, was, it was a good time. Well, it wasn't. I maybe. 10 minutes after I found the deer and sent some text messages, Chris called me and, uh, he said, uh, you know, did you find it? And I told him, yeah, I said, okay, I, I, it's, it's right here in front of me. And he, uh, he said, well, did you not get my text message? And I said, no, what text message? And, uh, Chris had actually texted my work phone, uh, that morning on his walk in, he had let his boy out and he was a little late getting in the stand and he, he walked up and he said, he was pretty sure it was that same deer. That deer was, bedded probably 30 yards from his deer stand that he was hunting that deer out of and and I, that thing walked probably 400 yards on the rope and bedded back uh, what we think bedded back down in his secondary bedding area in, in front of me and uh and then whatever for whatever reason he got on his feet about 20 after seven and come walking 30 yards from my tree ain't it and funny I, how that happens i tell you mm. it, was, it was wild it you was, can you can pattern you can pattern 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 deer and something happens to get them off yeah their normal routine and it's just about yeah. being at the right place at and, the right time. And, and I mean, like I said, I mean, we we shouldn't have been hunting those mornings. I mean, like everybody says, but like like Nick said, you can't stand it. You get up there, you got. I mean, and the deer was on his feet. Don't and, ever look at me and tell me you shouldn't be hunting yeah, mornings yeah. after you've just killed a hundred and sixty inch deer. I mean, do not ever do that. It to was me, it Mark. was hard, it was hard to not to because he was showing up at eight thirty nine o'clock in the morning. I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't like he was daylight first first of daylight. So. Um, and opportunity then, yeah, presented yeah, itself, yeah, and you and, took it by the horns. And I won't lie, I knew it was a big deer, and I, I was trying to grab it and hold it and take pictures. And 
I think Chris finally he couldn't stand it no more. He left his son hunting. He he uh, he slid over there to where I was at, and he showed me the first picture of me actually holding the deer, and I was like, yeah, that, that's what you come up here for. So uh, you know, you've just killed the biggest deer in oh, your yeah. life. I mean, you know, the emotions is. I know it's got to be killing you at this point. You wanting to talk to everybody yeah. and your brother, so you've yeah. got him on the ground. You know, and that that euphoria, you know, it kind of settles over you that what have I just done? Yeah, you know, hundred uh, percent. And so, and that's, that's always neat to me to see that, you know, whole scope. And I know by looking at the pictures, I, you a pretty, you a pretty quiet, humble guy. I've known you for a lot of years and that grin on your face there said it all that that deer was exactly what I said when I sent that picture. You did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that grin. Oh, it was, that was a, that was a 200 inch grin. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you were And well deserved. (laughs) I felt like, I felt like, I mean, I, and, and. A few years we had a South Georgia hunting club. I was trying to manage deer and trying to kill something, but the worth bragging about. But that was the first time I felt like you know that was something to be proud of, um, and 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 I, I wanted to show everybody. And it was it was and it, and it wasn't like it was a target buck for you guys. Like you said, you guys didn't go up to Labor Day. You had a couple different deer. You're going in there blind. You're just you're just getting in the stand because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And, and, and you're from Georgia. You're supposed to get in the stand and hunt. And you did, and you're you're like, I don't care. I'm up here working. I'm 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 working, and I'm working at home. Yeah, we uh, and and I think Cody mentioned it earlier. We that's not our that's not ours. We're not exclusive to that property. Any of these properties we hunt, we have to we have to battle with with other guys coming up in shotgun season. So we obviously we want to try to target some big deer, but you know when the opportunity presents itself, what there's no telling that deer's going to be there when we get back up there in November. You know, it's it's that was them, a win in more ways. Yeah, they uh. They they can go anywhere and so we uh, it was just and I think I, I I truly think Chris and Cody was just as excited for me I mean that's one of the first things Chris said he's like you know outside of me killing it I, I was I was just happy you know for you to kill it and as long as we could we could all enjoy it together and I of course I was, I was blowing Mayo's phone up he's sitting there trying to put Gracie on a deer and here I've got the biggest deer of my life on the ground and I can't talk to nobody and it was. It well, wild. and and like I said, Mark, you know, you've always took a humble approach to hunting. I've been around you for a lot of years and seeing you go in, you know, from the early days of us hunting together and us to go through, you know, all the all the stuff through the years and to see you get to that point, man. I, I was I'm, I'm tickled to death for you because you deserve it as much as anybody. Oh, well, I appreciate I mean. that. It was it was needless to say. I mean, I I can't thank Cody and Chris enough for for putting me for putting me up there. I mean, if it wasn't for working with these guys, I wouldn't be up there hunting. So. A lot of props goes out to them it, for it, me. It goes. Go. It, it's a, something resonates though that you would have found a way to get up there eventually. Yeah, whether it yeah. was whether it was through them or, or some other outlet, you you just got a drive about you that you'll get out there and you'll definitely put the work in yeah, to I get mean, them. So, and that's what uh, I mean. Obviously, with uh, with getting it on the camera that we did, it was Chris's camera. I mean, hundred percent. I called it Chris's deer because he was the one that was on it and trying to hunt it and this and that. But I was just. Uh, right place right time so So take me before because we got we got a lot of stuff to get to but and i and i don't want to sound like i'm selling it short but right down to that moment you know you you've killed that deer you know what's the one thing that's that's sticking out in your mind you know there's there's got to be something you know you're you're sitting there with that deer that's this something that stuck out with you in your mind on that honestly the the thing that sticks out the most is and i don't know why but i keep going back to that limb i didn't want to cut that limb that was right there in my right side because it was my only cover right from from anything coming to my right side i didn't want to cut it i didn't it was a big limb i didn't want to have to saw it and and sweat an extra 20 minutes cut trying to saw on that thing but i did and if i had to cut that limb i i I wouldn't have shot that deer. Um, right. But that, that, and then, you know, Cody and Chris both tell me, hey, you know, just get in there and hang, you know, get in there and hang it, you know, and 
you know, uh, try. You, you had some luck there the year before, or seen some deer, you know. So, it, what you called John? I I couldn't call John because he was uh, he was in South Georgia deer hunting. Oh, okay. Um, I sent him a text and he didn't have service, so I sent a I sent a buddy of mine that's down there that's got a different service provider, and he uh, he I, and then I he called me immediately as soon as that picture went through. It's Caleb. Oh. Uh, and uh, they said, "Did you kill that?" And then John was on speakerphone. I said, "Boys, I've had a I've had a heck of a hunt, boy." I and I just replayed it all again. I think I told the story three different times before before Chris ever got there to me, just walking. And uh, I, I won't lie, I, first deer I've ever, or second deer I killed, but first one to really brag about in Illinois. I think I had that tag on that deer within within thirty seconds. I'm making sure he was all signed <laughs> he up, was legal. Yours. He was checked in. <laughs> yeah, they wasn't nobody taking that deer from you. Me. Taking that midnight train to Georgia? <laughs> yes, sir. It ain't no damn yes, getting sir. away from me now. Yeah, it was. I had. I think I had it checked in within thirty seconds. So. Well, that's awesome. Well, Mark, we appreciate you coming on and telling the story there. I mean, that's you know, we've we've been waiting on that one for a while because you you definitely put it in together. And 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 Nick, you know, you got anything else on that deer? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he, he, he told us as a nine pointer, but he hasn't told us any other measurements on it. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, sure, what's up? Yeah, it was uh, it was a nine point with a with a with a kicker off its right. I think it was right or left, right G two, right G two, um, mainframe nine. Uh, I think it had ended up having a twenty-one. I think I, I think I got some measurements right here. Um, inside spread, uh, rough measurement I've got on it's around. Uh, it's bumping like one fifty-eight and a half, and every bit of it. Yeah. So every, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's got let's see, twenty-three inch, twenty-four inch main beams, uh, twelve. 12, one 12 inch G2, one 11 inch G2. Um, it's right at a 20 inch inside spread. So it was a, uh, it was something to be proud of. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Who's, uh, who you got mounting it? Um, I've got, uh, Reed's taxidermy yeah. over off of, uh, Sugar Pike. Did you age the deer? We didn't. I mean, we, we weighed it. Oh, no, we didn't even weigh that deer. We, we didn't have the scales. Did, did we not? No, we didn't weigh that one. Um, I mean, we, we I, I won't lie. I think it, it 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 may be a four and a half. I don't think it's. I don't think it'll Not go five old. and a half. It don't. It didn't look very old, like very old deer. But uh, I wasn't. I wasn't fixing to let this one walk for sure. Well, and I don't blame you there at all. So that's that's definitely you know something to be proud of as it goes. And and uh, I, I appreciate you you coming on here and sharing that with us because we was excited then and we're excited now to hear the story about it because I heard it from you on the phone. I called you and I was pumped up. Cause me and you'll talk yeah. deer season, deer season, deer season, and to get on there and you know hear it uh, hear it from the horse's mouth on here with us tonight. Yeah, it was it was definitely a trophy. And like I said, I I guess one of the things I knew it was it was good deer we got back and. Uh, Old Jared, the farmer, he told us, he said, yeah, he said, that one's something to be proud of. But he said, I believe you. He said, I tell everybody every year, try to kill bigger. And he said, I don't know if you'll kill bigger than that. So I, I may have messed up on, on the first one. Well, and that's the thing about it. You know, we get we get caught up as hunters, and, and Cody and I have talked about this so many times. You get caught up on the inches. And, and, and I don't care what anybody says. I want to kill the biggest deer there is out there. You want to kill the biggest deer there is out there. We all do. But at the end of the day, when it comes right down to it, I don't care how big that deer is. I can go right back to where I was at with any deer I've got, whether it's sawed off set of horns on the on the uh, workbench in my shop, or you know, 170 inch deer I've got on the wall. I can I can remember any one of those, and because like we say, 
mounted that memory. That's right. That's right. You know, yeah. And that's what you're doing with this deer. So, yeah. and I can I can remember when you showed me that picture. We were sitting at Clayton Food Store. Mm-mm. We was at uh, Peachtree Peachtree Cafe. Oh, in that's Alaska. right. That's right. That yeah, the cafe over there. And I remember just being like, and it just it went ahead. It pumped us up because we were you know obviously already planning and. Uh, and I we mean, was, a, was we was a, you know two two and a half three weeks from from yeah. heading up for our hunt. I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, hey, that could be us, you know. Yeah. yeah. So going back to to one of the things we talked about earlier um, tonight is not necessarily realizing how blessed you are to be in that moment. I didn't I didn't have any success this this year, right? Sure you did. I mean, no, okay, there you go. So. So earlier in some other episodes, y'all y'all said, "What do you measure your success in? Like, what what's the measurement there? Like, what what's the mm-hmm. equation that you blow that out of?" Okay, and I wrote down a note, and I ain't got those notes in front of me, but I, I have been um, listening to all the other episodes. I, I had some notes that I wrote down, and I wrote down that Gracie, <clears throat> my daughter, and Mark, my best friend, hands down, shooting those two deer. De- you know, obviously the deer, a million miles apart in inches, but those two deer, them shooting those two deer in that weekend, my season was fulfilled. Right. I, I didn't. I didn't need to go up there and shoot a deer. I, I really mm-hmm. didn't. My my season that weekend, and it happened to be in youth weekend when when Mark was going up there to literally just hang out and and deer camp with us, drag deer with us, which yeah. God knows he did. Um, my season was one hundred percent fulfilled with my. My daughter and my best friend, she, my best friend shooting the biggest deer that he's probably ever going to shoot. <laughs> well, and 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 Beth and, and Gracie shooting the deer that she shot. I mean, my my season was done. Well, I didn't it, need to go back in November to do anything. And you that's know what I mean? you know, and, and 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 I understand that wholeheartedly. You know, and that's what we keep you know going back to. You got to measure your success how you can, and you go into it how you want. And that's where we're going to segue right into. You know. My little my little co-host over here, she's uh she's sitting over here like a sprayed roach bouncing around in the table. Cannot wait to get that mic back in front of her. And that's exactly a, a great lead up to talking about your first deer. Yeah, you gotta talk. They can't see Come you. Come on, you gotta talk. Uh, We're not videoing. Say, hi, <laughs> say hey everybody. Just say hey. Say talk about it. <laughs> she's went tongue she's went tongue tied on me for a second so bethany what age did you start deer hunting at well when i first sat in the stand i was probably eight or nine maybe how old are you now 11 what yeah it was uh it was really fun the first time i went it was it's confusing at the same time when he was talking about how to do everything and but you'll get used to it when you get older and start actually knowing how to do the things so what was your first impression when you got out there did you think it was cool did you think it was pretty what did, what did you think about it i thought it was really cool because you were like either i think we're sitting in a blind um but it was really cool because you were just out in the woods just sitting there waiting <laughs> and then uh you didn't get bored. How, how many times? No, how many times? Not really. How many times your dad tell you to be quiet? Sit, be quiet. Sit still. <laughs> be quiet. He, he was like, "You got to be quiet. Got to stay still." I mean, something can happen at any moment. Any, you, any moment. Was you on one of those ground blinds <clears throat> or up in the tree? I was in one of the um, ground blinds. Yeah, and he still told you to be quiet and sit still. Yeah, because if I didn't, then it 
He said it would scare the deer away. <laughs> did, did he bring? Did he bring snacks? No. So I, he I didn't just, bring no I was, candy. No. I was what there kind of guy is he? I mean, we're going to tune you, him up he, for you. Did he let you? Did he let you play on his phone or anything? Yeah, a, a little bit, but it was kind of. What, you, what was your first impression when the first deer come out? I sat there and I was like shaking. I was like, oh my God. I was like, it's a deer. It's a deer. And he was like, shh, I'm trying to focus. And it, <laughs> it was it was like, but it's, it's so exciting. You, you see a deer and it's, it's a big buck or even a doe. It's like so nerve wracking and exciting, especially when you're sitting there waiting to. Was, was that when you could see it? Could you see the deer, or I mean, was you hunting the deer, or was you just sitting with him? Um, Did you have a gun? Both times. Both it's time? just nerve wracking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even so, when you don't have the gun. So the so the time that you actually were successful, mm-hmm. what happened? We were sitting in the stand, and I was. And I, was I, I, I will admit. <clears throat> let me hold on one second. God dang, you've <laughs> talked a lot, Larry. <laughs> Go ahead. What? She's been talking. So we. We're froze that morning, were we not, Bethany? It I was, was Thanksgiving like, Day. Yeah, now it's when are we leaving? What time are we gonna leave? I'm so cold, Day. freezing to death. She actually saw the deer first because I not? it was coming from my right, I think, and I heard like this noise, and it was like a loud noise, and I was like, this can't be a squirrel. And I slowly look, and I, I like, hey. It's deer, and he was like, "Can you tell what it is?" And I, and then when he walked kind of in front of us, I was like, "It's a buck! It's a buck!" And it the walked. Old elusive at eleven pointer. No spike. No spike. And then uh, there was this this big old like pile of like a bush just in front of us, and single pine tree. <laughs> it was a bush in front keep of going, us. Keep going, baby. You keep keep telling your story. It, hey, it's, hey, listen. Hey, mute, mute. It's your story. I'm gonna mute your daddy's mic. <laughs> mute my right there. It's your story. Tell it. Hey, you'll so, learn it. This deer hunting and how you're telling it. It's your story. Tell it however you want <laughs> to. So, so there's a bunch of brush in front of you. We got it. And it, it, it a wall stand, of brush is what yeah, I heard. A wall of brush. And then it, it's brush. like standing there waiting, and I'm 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 trying to see it. I'm like. He's like, can you see it? Can you see it? Can you get a good shot on it? I was like, I can't see anything but green. He's standing. That bush was in your way. I know. And then he was standing there. I was like, come on. I was like, when is he going to come out? Is she going to stand there for another 30 minutes? And then he walks out and he's like, can you get it? Can you get it? And I was like, I can't see. Your daddy needs to trim some shooting lanes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And then um, I got a good shot on it and I. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute now. Hold on, time out. You got ahead of yourself. Yeah, I thought the deer. There. I thought the deer was behind some bushes. I mean, yeah, it was. It so, was, it so was there get, for a couple minutes. Okay, all right. So and then, then what uh, happens? It comes out and it it just stands there, and I think it I it, I think I like moved or it heard me, and it looks up at us, and I was like, oh god, it's something's gonna happen. It's gonna it's gonna run or something, and uh, and you ready to shoot? I was like, I was like. When can I? Can and he's like, whenever you're ready. And I was like, I can see, I can see, I'm ready. And he was like, he was like, okay. And he pulled off, he uh, turned off the safety, and uh, I shot it. And at first, I like blinked thirty times, and I was like, did I get it? Where is it at? And then I see it, and it was like laying. I don't know. Did you get out? No. So did you see it fall? 
Yeah, it it ran and it like stumbled a little bit and then it falls over and we Was you jumping up and down? I was like, "Oh my gosh, I shot a bug." I was like, "Can we tell everyone? Can I can we can we go tell mama? I, Gracie needs to know." <laughs> I was like, "I shot a deer." And at this point, you're 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 jacked. You're pumped up. Yes, and so then what happens is we were hooting and hollering and jumping around that we were so excited and then I I looked over and its head was actually up looking around. I was like, it's not dead. I was like, I didn't shoot it. Did I miss? I was like, it's just laying there. And then uh, it gets up and like runs some and uh, he grabs the gun and um, he shoots it like, I don't know, once or once or twice. <laughs> Dad's over here trying to <laughs> cut her off. So Dad cuts down on it. And, and take, uh, dad finishes it off for you, right? Yes, and then it, it, like, goes a little farther in the woods and falls. And then we sat there for maybe five, ten minutes and waited to see if anything else happens. And we got down and went to go uh, look for it. And we found it. We pulled it out and took some good pictures with it. And we go back to the truck to go uh, load it up. And we go over to where it was at and we loaded it up, and then while we were walking back to the truck, I was talking nonstop. I didn't you stop don't talking. Say. I, didn't I, I won't believe that for a second. at all. I was so excited about it. And there, there is a video a I need time. to upload to every single social media uh, <laughs> platform that would be just Send it viral. to us. We'll, we'll go with it. It's a, it's a full-blown conversation with herself and us walking out of the woods. It's, it's phenomenal. <laughs> But it was a good time. I was so excited. I was like, I shot my first deer, finally. Um, and but, now you've 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 shot your first deer. You're excited. You're pumped up. I mean, you yep. you've told dad just dad get out of the way. It's time for me to hammer him <laughs> now. It's on for me. So when you get back to the house, who who was you most excited to tell first? I was. I ran upstairs. I was like, I shot a deer. I shot a big buck. Well, who'd you run upstairs and tell the attic? I mean, who'd you go up there to tell? Did you? Who'd you tell? I mean, I told Gracie because she shot a deer and she's like, "How big is it?" And I'm like, got that going on." And then I ran upstairs. And I was like, "Mom, mom, mom, mom! I shot a deer!" And she was like, "How big was it?" And I was like, "It was. It's a good size for my first deer. <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't the biggest." Elusive eleven. <laughs> then we went outside and we hung it up and skinned it, and I was. It wasn't my first time watching him do it, but it was really. I fun know it to wasn't see. the first time you watched him skin a spike. <laughs> it was. Uh, <laughs> it was really fun to watch him do it, especially when it was my deer that we were doing it with. So did he? Awesome. Did, did he mount it for you, or did you do a little European mount, or uh, what, well, what happened? The there? story uh, behind this. Oh, is... oh, here we go. Yes. Okay, so Cody so, Fowler, get ready. So here we go. Cody Fowler, we were going to get it uh, European. European mounted. And I, when I asked him about it, he was like, well, we got some bad news here. Cody went on a vacation and left it on his back porch and something actually got it. And I was like, oh, what? Uh, I was like, oh, calm down. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Did he find it? And he was like, no. And I was like, dang it. I was like, I was like, dang. And then we, I don't know. It was like Fowler. a weird moment. Yeah. yeah so uh, that was a, a terrible shout out to Fowler. 
<laughs> Jody Fowler, European man of my daughter's first deer. First buck. First deer. <laughs> and as she said, uh, he lost it. <laughs> lost it. Hasn't found <laughs> Well, I can tell this. The passion and the excitement that you got with that first deer, there's no doubt in my mind you're going to start driving forward and you're going to find yourself in front of many, many, many other deer. So don't be disheartened with that. You take those pictures you've got and you take that memory you've got and you blow you up a big old picture of it and you put it on your wall and you show everybody that picture because I can tell you're tickled to death of that. Yeah, you'll lose that. You'll lose those deer horns probably over time or somewhere else. They'll be gone somewhere. My first deer was a six-pointer, and I, I'll I'll tell you, it kind of happened the same way what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Me and Dad, we, European mountain was not really a thing when we was uh, kids, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, mine got drug off into the woods, and I found it months later. The squirrels had chewed all on it, so... <laughs> So that could happen. I mean, but you, 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 you just be proud of that deer, no matter if you got the horns or not. I can tell you're excited about mm-hmm. it. And I, was, I can. I was... I, there's not a doubt in my mind. Maybe, maybe old dad can uh, haul <laughs> you up there to Illinois. And but listen, <laughs> if he like tells you, you had an invite last time and backed out. Yeah, that was that, that was the that was. Those very sad. Yeah, so, so let's uh, let's touch on that. Why didn't you go? Why didn't you go, honey? She said, um, I don't want to talk about it, Dad. Feeling nervous. <laughs> it's all and I, good. It's that's all, all right. That's, hey, hey, listen. Don't worry about the last time. Worry about the next time. Mm-hmm, your favorite right. hunt, as old Jason Lewis said, your favorite hunt is your next one. <laughs> what you got What you got in store for this year? What you going to try to shoot this year? Bigger than Gracie's butt, definitely. Oh. Bigger, Whoa. Bigger, Whoa. Way bigger. Whoa. Well, hey, I tell you what, you need to get in a stand with Mark Tucker. <laughs> yeah. Because Mark, Mark, Mark can, Mark can, uh, he, he, y'all probably fighting over who's going to hunt with Uncle Mark this year, won't you? Yeah, I won't lie. I owe her because, uh, her not going, let me kill mine. So she, she, I owe her a deer for sure. <laughs> and, and, hey, and he, he'll actually clear the brush for you, he'll take the time to do it. <laughs> Well, I can tell you this: we've had a uh, we've had a wall full of uh, jabs at old dad uh, over the last two episodes, but it does this old boy's heart good to see him getting you out there in the woods because right. there's not a lot of there's not a lot of kids that get the benefit, you know. And fortunately, we're blessed enough that we get to take our kids hunting with us, and we get to get out there and experience that with. And as much as we like to kid old dad, he's doing you a great favor that I promise you. For the rest of your life, you're going to look back at those memories and you're going to be proud of them because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's a spike or an eight-pointer, a 10-pointer, a 20-pointer. <laughs> I promise you, old dad's proud of you when he gets out there and gets on those mm-hmm. deer with you. So, well, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and talking with us. Thank you for having me. You're going to have to come back and co You're going to have to come back and co-host sometime. Yeah. You, you talk know, a lot I more know. than Nick. <laughs> hey, but, but listen, so what do we – I mean, you've listened to all the, uh, the previous mm-hmm. episodes – with us or with me, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not having that deer, not having that trophy, not having that European mount. Mm-hmm. What is one thing they always say? What is one thing that Alex always says before uh, before he ends an episode? Oh, uh. That, so just because you don't got that trophy in your hand, you still got those pictures. You still have those memories, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? We we mount those memories, right? Yes. And I love that. God, I love that. I mean, to all you guys, I mean, to you three sitting here. 
that mouth phrase right there, that mouth of memories, and that's resonated with me to the point I want to just ball right now. That that's real. <laughs> Don't I mean, that's, start squalling. Yeah. I've had too many of these uh, <laughs> sarsaparillas. <laughs> but but on on a serious note, no, no kidding. That that is uh, that's real stuff. And and just as I said earlier, I mean, even though you you know some people that are listening to this may have not been brought up hunting, fishing, outdoors, the whole nine yards, there's something you gain out of that. Well, it doesn't matter what passion you have in life. You're going to find yourself in an opportunity to to have a memory and and push those memories out there. And I don't care if you're in ball, if you're in, you know, uh, any sports, whatever. And I know the girls play a lot of sports and stuff, and they're mounting memories through those pictures that they've got with ball and stuff. Because I look back at ball pictures and everything else, and you come to the you come to the shack, there's a wall full of pictures in there that Cody's touched on before. Those aren't deer heads. Those aren't just deer pictures. They're not, you know, hunting pictures. They're memories that I've had with, you know, people at the house or may have been on vacation or whatever it is, fishing, hunting, you know, loving every day, whatever it is that we've been able to capture. And, and you know, in those moments in time, listen, I know a lot of people out there don't like to have a camera stuck in their face taking pictures, but there's going to come a time in your life you're going to look back and that's all you're going to have left. So you better hold on to those moments. And and me, myself, I've always been one to want to take a picture. Now people's like, get those old pictures out. Let's look at them and stuff. You Absolutely, know? because I've been one that's not. I, I swear to God, for, for years and years and years, I've, I've I've been not against it, but just I've not been one to pull the camera out or been one. To, I mean, obviously now it's easier with, with camera phones, smartphones, uh, whatever you will. We we didn't. I mean, we didn't have the opportunity I, I called dad to. Before, I called dad before I, I came here tonight, and I was like, have you got a picture of that, that first deer, that first spike? Yes, whatever. <laughs> that I shot. You first got a picture of, of that deer. And he's like, no, we, just didn't take, we didn't take pictures back then. But I'm telling you, more, the more and more, and, and you see, uh, I mean, pictures, I mean, of your, of your, your friends and, 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 and family around you that take pictures of that kind of stuff, it's like, yeah, take those pictures. Yeah, and you find yourself in them, you know, in – Places you want to go back in time, you want to find those pictures, and and that's what it's all about. It's that that portion of it. So, as I said earlier, it's been an absolute pleasure, an absolute blast to get you know the Mayo and the Tucker clan over here. We got a houseful audience in the background. Cody's wife Bethany's over here with us. Emily, Mark's wife, came. Morgan and. If they are two beautiful daughters, the deer slayers that I can tell you are going to be hammers. Like their Uncle Mark, <laughs> for the future coming up, I can't can't wait to see where y'all go with that. So Nick, you know, uh, um, it's it's been a fun night, and uh, I'm definitely uh, definitely excited. We finally got this one out. So so what you got for me on on closing things out? I've enjoyed every bit of this. Me and Mayo have been friends since we were both in high school working together, and uh, me and Morgan have been friends since high school. And I'm glad they came over. Just I just want them to wrap up, kind of like we always do with everybody. Just kind of give a shout out who they want to and what they're thankful for. Yep, yep. So I think they could share that moment. If the girls want to share a moment, if the wives want to share a moment. Um, you got anything You got anything? a little bit that comes to mind? Um, who are you? Who are you? I know you got to – there's something in your mind that sticks out you're thankful for, so. I can't think of something right. What about your dear old dad? You thankful for him taking you to the woods? Yes, that is one thing that I'm very thankful of is him. What about mom when you get back home, getting you getting you dressed or fixing fixing your uh, your supper and everything else? What about mom? 
<laughs> yes, I'm thankful for her because she just everything went after deer hunting and not deer hunting. It's she's just the best. She handles everything outside deer hunting. <laughs> 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 well, that's awesome. What about what about you? What you got, Gracie? Um, yeah, thank you for my mom and dad, but like for all my friends back and everything like that. I don't know what else to shout out to. So Mark, <laughs> he wants me to shout out for him for dragging my deer and sweating like <laughs> so bad. So thankful for Uncle Mark. Yeah, and holding her off that dough so she could shoot a pretty good buck. So. <laughs> there you go. Yes. There you go. There you go. Well, I can't thank you two girls enough for being here. And uh, Mark, what you what you got, buddy? I know you gotta you gotta have some shout outs yeah, out there. I'm thankful for my my new wife. Uh, she putting up with me for let me go. Let me go hunting uh, like I do. She didn't grow up in a in a hunting family, so it's a little bit of a challenge to let me go every weekend or all the weekends that I want to go. And I mean, just my my dad, he got me started in it. Um, thankful for Cody, he got me going up to Illinois. Uh, Chris for letting me go. His best getting tight. Yeah, yeah. Thankful for for Bethany for not going because that's what uh, ultimately let me kill the deer that I did. So but no, I just. Uh, very blessed. It's been a it's been a tough year for a lot of people, but uh, I've actually had a, a really good year. So that's awesome. That's awesome. How about you, uh, Mister uh, Mayo? What you got for us? Let Morgan go first. Let Morgan, Morgan go first. Okay. in there. <laughs> no, I just uh, I love what y'all are doing. Uh, this is great. I'm not a hunter, but um, makes you want to hunt a little bit, don't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> if it makes my husband happy and my girls happy, I'm happy. So. Um, y'all doing this you know little talk show the girls i mean they'll remember this forever so I well they're coming back and thank y'all so much um but yeah cody this is what he enjoys so i just if he loves it i love it and his best friends love it so i'm i'm game so thank y'all yes i agree <laughs> so thank y'all all right uh blue plate Mayonnaise. <laughs> Tell us one. Better be, be careful. We might get up to that fake comeback step. No, oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> fake that's comeback gonna, step. That's going to be in a minute. Everybody's uh, privy to that, actually. Um, no. I, so, as I said earlier, I mean, I, just having the opportunity that I didn't realize it at one point in my life, having the opportunity to be, uh, you know, brought into this hunting I say hunting I mean out, outdoors or I mean whatever you want to you, you chalk it up to be having that opportunity to be introduced to it and um and just not realizing it realizing at the moment how how much it means and how much you can really gain out of it I'm, I'm very very blessed and thankful and and more now than ever with having two kids of my own um just realizing how much it means I mean how much how much you can really really gain out of uh the, the the hunting community, the outdoor community, the the fishing community, whatever it is, it, it really, really, really puts up many that you uh, you can't get anywhere else. Yep, absolutely. Well, like like uh, well, no, I was go just going to say, you know, I've been jabbing at you all night, but you know, you and I may go back a long ways too, like just like these guys. But I mean, I remember us when we were young, just <laughs> getting dumb. started. Yeah. <laughs> And I think I was driving. I might have come picked you up a few times and got together, shot some bows and stuff. And now to see us both at a point in our lives, we're able to take our kids and 
you know, now my son's hunting by himself and I got younger kids coming up and two daughters coming up, they're getting, Hey, when, you know, dad, we, you know, they've been saying it this year when we get ready to go, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, my hat's off to you taking time and really making it a point to get them out because there's a lot of kids that will never see the opportunities, Yes, you know, so my hat's off to y'all for sure. And that opportunity is, uh, something that you can't, you can't write it and screw up. I mean, that's, that's a, Something you, I mean, you can really, really gain a lot of life experiences and just, just overall general knowledge. I mean, just, just the, the feel is, is right. something that you can't. I mean, again, people that know nothing about it, it's hard to preach about it, but I'm, I'm, I'm I mean it. Yeah, absolutely. I got one more question. You asked me at the front of the episode, Alex, what I took out of this, the first episode. Yeah. What do you take out of both episodes? You know, I, I with take- this big. United family that we have together that we've known for so long. Yeah, I take from it, you know, a better understanding of what what each individual gets gets out of the the hunting world. And and we ask every episode, you know, what's that one moment that? Let you, me cut in real quick. And the reason I say that is, is he has two daughters. Watson has a daughter, several daughters. Right? <laughs> yeah, I got five. Total. Five, <laughs> five total, total but yeah. not all daughters. Yeah, two daughters. And then you have a young daughter coming up. So that's the only reason I ask that. So. Looking at it from that, that standpoint too. Yeah, and like you said, um, you know, early on when you when you get into hunting and w- the way we were brought up, the girls stayed at home with mom. The 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 men, you know, took the boys, and that's changed so much in in today's society. And whether it be from what's prominent in the in the TV hunting community, I know that's helped a lot with with a lot of people getting their wives involved in hunting. And my wife hunted for a few years, and she, I ain't going out there and freezing my butt off anymore. But Sawyer, he loves to go, and, and you know, he's my right-hand man when it comes to going to the woods. But Sadie, she wants to be right there with me. I think, honestly, she'll take to it more than, than Sawyer did. And taking from that, you know, it gives me a resignation that, you know, hey, you can have fun with the girls just as well as you can the guys. And so these these guys out there, if you're leaving your daughters at home, you're doing them injustice because the the memories that these girls are getting to put together with dad uh, has has made it all the more okay that – it's all right to get 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 the little girl out there. She may not want to be playing with Barbie dolls. Maybe she wants to play with. Maybe she wants to play she wants with outdo sister with a bigger bug. That's right. That's right. So, and, and as you ask, you know what I take from it. It's 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 always uh, special to get to that that root of what everybody's you know passion is and and what makes the outdoors special for them. And and I don't care who you are out there. You can come on here and you can listen to me talk about a deer that I've killed. You can listen to Nick, Cody, Mark, Mayo, any of us talk about a deer that we've killed. But at the end of the day, I don't care how big the deer is or what you, you know, what you score it at, or I want to know what the memory behind it was. I want to know at the root cause of, or or the root love and and the root love of it is, is a better understanding of what, you know, what, you're going to have later on in life because there's going to come a time where all you got left is memories. And I hope everybody out there takes that with a grain of salt and puts it in your memory bank that you, you better make the best of your time you can because one day it ain't going to be there anymore. So um, I can't thank y'all enough for coming. I knew it was going to be a fun night. I knew we was going to have a lot of fun with this. And, and it's been even better than I, I would have imagined. Mm-hmm. I mean, each seems like each week we get a little bit better. We get a little bit more, you know, of a – of a grasp of why we're really doing this and people can say we're doing it for 
for financial gain, and if if that's what you believe, you're you're a, you're a blind fool because we're spending money left and right to make this thing happen. And I'll tell you, I'd spend it twice over if I could have moments like these, like we've had tonight. So, um, for everybody here, Nick, Cody, myself, the whole Mayo and Tucker clan, we can't thank you enough for tuning in. We're gonna have this crew back on again. My my little buddy over here is gonna have to come back on and do an opening again because I I probably enjoyed that one as much as I did anything. And getting Gracie on here and telling about dad, I told you so. And that's what it is at the end of the day. That's right. You may think you told dad so, but dad was probably as proud as he could ever be. And so for everybody here, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, go over to our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, like, share, and uh, give us a little feedback. I know y'all, I asked for that a lot. I asked for you to give me a little something. You know, we asked for the shooting you straight questions. If you like an episode, comment on it. Come back and tell us about it because we want to know what you want to hear. If you like having the girls on, we want to know that. If you like us talking about, you know, all the inside tactics or whatever it may be, tell us that's what you want to hear more of because we need to know that, and that just builds on our platform and makes it a lot better. So um, go over to uh, Facebook, check out the apparel post. If you could, share it. If you find something you want, great. If you find something you don't want, great. We got some more stuff that we're going to be dropping in the next few weeks. And if it's something you want, get in touch with us and we'll do what we can. So for everybody at Talk About It Outdoors, our extended family and beyond, we just want you to go and remember, smile as you go, and don't forget, mount the memories.